With all the noise in the world, do you hear the voice of God? Your calendar tells you what to do, but do you remember who you are? Being comes before doing. This is a call to put first things first. Return to the Lord with this daily pattern of prayer and devotion. Set aside this time as a sanctuary. Find a space free of distraction and follow this pattern. I'm Jeff Clater, here again with J.G. John Groff. We're in the sanctuary of Messiah Lutheran Church at Grand and Pestalozzi in South City, St. Louis, Missouri. It's Tuesday, and the focus is family. on the daily pattern we're in a series called one word each day we'll take one word a feeling or circumstance and bring a word from god to it let the word of god speak to your life Making the sign of the cross, I say, Lord, I speak your name, and it identifies me. I am your child, I am part of your family. So I begin my day with your name, your name on me, the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite my Lord into this time, into this space. Jesus, you are the good shepherd. When I was lost, you chased me down. You laid down your life for me. You know me, and I know you. Call me by name and lead me.
I come to my God hiding nothing. I confess my sins. Forgive my sins, O Lord. Forgive me the sins of my present and the sins of my past, the sins of my soul and the sins of my body, the sins which I have done to please myself and the sins which I have done to please others. Forgive me my wasted and idle sins. Forgive me my serious and deliberate sins. Forgive me those sins which I know and the sins which I know not, the sins which I have labored so to hide from others that I have hid them from my own memory. Forgive them, O Lord. Forgive them all. Our reading today is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 45, verse 7. I form light and create darkness. I make well-being and create calamity. I am the Lord who does all of these things. Our meditation today is on the word chaos and was written by Megan Rogner. Chaos is one of those perplexing words that can mean so many different things in the English language. The most common definitions in contemporary English are, according to Merriam-Webster, a state of utter confusion and a confused mass or mixture. After almost two years in a pandemic, we are all well-versed in this kind of chaos, an excess of things that are jumbled, tangled, and confused. Like so many English words, we have inherited chaos from Greek by way of Latin, and it is the Greek version that I first encountered as a child obsessed with mythology. Ironically, despite its association with excess today, chaos originally meant absence. In the Greek creation myth, chaos is the word used to describe the primordial void before the emergence of Gaia, the earth, and Eros, love personified. Because the biblical story of creation was so familiar to me, I didn't initially see the similarities between the Greek's chaos of emptiness and the way that Genesis describes how the beginning of the earth was without form or void. I encountered another use of chaos when I learned about chaos theory. Granted, I have an English teacher's understanding of the chaos theory, which is to say that all I know about it comes from reading Tom Stoppard's play, Arcadia, and googling chaos theory for dummies. From what I dimly understand, chaos theory depends upon defining chaos as the inherent unpredictability in the behavior of complex natural systems. That's from Merriam-Webster as well. The classic example of chaos theory is the analogy of how a butterfly flapping its wings can eventually lead to a tornado across the world. Chaos theory does not suggest that things happen without reason, but quite the opposite. Actions are deterministic in nature. Everything has a cause and an effect. We just aren't clever enough to see the pattern. Chaos, appropriately, is a paradox. It's too much. It is not enough. It's a reason for everything, but a reason too frequently unknown. I often think that paradox is the only real way to understand the important things in life, especially the only way our mortal brains can begin to understand God. We've already seen in Genesis 1 how God made something out of nothingness, out of that cosmological chaos. In Isaiah 45, the prophet gives a voice to God's words regarding the chaos of social and political disorder. 
Isaiah was writing at the end of the Babylonian captivity, a cataclysmic era for God's people, which lasted close to 70 years. God says, I form light and create darkness. I make well-being and create calamity. I am the Lord who does all of these things. An excess of human confusion may seem like the absence of God, but he makes it clear that everything is his design, and his design is one of order and purpose, even if we can't anticipate the outcome of the present. He is the butterfly and the tornado. They're in the mess, the void, and the beauty. We pray. Father, when we encounter chaos, help us to remember that you are present and you are in control. Help us trust your plans for us. Amen. A prayer for family. Father, I pray for my family, those you've given to me, those in my immediate family, parents, spouse, siblings, those in my extended family that you have given to me, cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents. Lord, I pray for close friends who are like family to me. They are as brothers and sisters to me. Lord, I pray for those who don't have families or whose families are broken. Lord, I pray for forgiveness and reconciliation where there is division in my family, for provision where there is need in my family. Oh God, I pray for you to be the one foundation, your cross at the center of my family and my close relationships. And Lord, I pray for a a generation yet unborn future family members that you have in mind. All these things, Lord, all my closest relationships, I submit to you and ask for your grace in Jesus' name. Amen.